Welcome to the Bellevue Ministerial Assistant Leadership Podcast. This is Jamie, and I'm here with Jason. Hello, everybody. Oh, I jumped you just in jumped really right fast. In. <laughs> you usually ask, so I'm super excited. To it, yeah, we're here again today, and we have Ben Taylor, our missions pastor, with us. Hi, Ben. Hello, Jamie. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Right. Thanks for asking. <laughs> and we also have with us one of our incredible ministerial assistants from our missions team, actually, Rebecca Smith on the mic. Hello. Yay. Happy to be here. <laughs> good, good. Hey, last week we discussed the relationship between an MA. That's what we call an intern here and their supervisor. And we want to encourage you to listen to last week's episode if you haven't done so already. It'll really help you as we jump into today's topic. Now, with that said, let's jump right in. And as we focus on the supervisor side of things. So Ben, I'm going to point this to you first. You've been supervising for a while and do a great job at it. One of the best we have here. And I want to ask you this question. How do you balance the time that it takes to get done what needs to get done and the need to get to know the people that you're working with. So you have the things that need to get done. They're important. It's We're talking about ministry, right. not just tasks. The things that need to get done, while at the same time getting to know the people that are helping you get it done. Right. It's a challenge for every supervisor, right? Yes. It's, it's, we hired you for a purpose. That's and right. we want you to fulfill that purpose to get done what we need to get done. Mm-hmm. And it's all good stuff. And I would argue great stuff mm-hmm. because we're working for the Lord. Yeah. But at the same time, if we miss the fact that when we're in ministry, that ministry is about the people, we're really going to struggle with what we're trying to do. And so trying to strike that balance and utilizing those opportunities to really, as you walk with them and as they begin to engage in the work that they're doing, take those small moments that you have and get to know them. But then also as a supervisor, and this is tough depending on your stage of Mm -hmm. life and I have three kids and it's a struggle sometimes, but try to find those opportunities where you invite those people that are on your team into your life Mm -hmm. and find those moments when you can. I would just say as hard as you work to schedule time to get the work done, be just as intentional Mm -hmm. in getting to know your team Mm -hmm. and getting to know the people that work with you and for you Mm -hmm. because it's going to pay greater dividends when you have a team that is cohesive and united and behind everything that you're doing, because not only are they committed to the vision, but they're Mm -hmm. committed to you because you're showing that you love and you care for them and value them. And that's so important Mm -hmm. is to show value to the person that you're working with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Rebecca, for you, how important is that? You've been an intern here how long? Almost a year and a half. There you go. Almost Mm -hmm. So you're a veteran at this point. (laughs) So for you, how important is that that you know you've come to a place that they're going to ask you to do some things, mm-hmm. but at the same time, how important is it to you to get to know the person that's asking you to do these things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I would say that everything Ben said, he plays out 100%. Mm-hmm. And so from the first week that I've worked in the missions department, I've seen that it's a priority to Ben and to Ross to get to know us personally mm-hmm. and not just on a I'm your supervisor, you're my MA level, Mm -hmm. on a friendship level, on a mentor level, and Mm -hmm. I care about you. And so I think it's extremely important. I think it allows for us to be able to trust them more and know that when they ask us to do something, they have our best interest at heart because they've invited us to walk life alongside of them. Mm. And Ben in particular has just really invited all of us to come alongside his family and live life with them and has us over for dinner. And I know his wife and his kids. Mm -hmm. And it's just a really cool relationship that he's intentionally put into place with us. Mm -hmm. And I think it makes every one of us feel like we are really a part of the team on so many levels, Mm -hmm. not just as an MA, but on a level of 
friendship with mm-hmm. Ben and his family. And I think it motivates me to want to work harder and to really come alongside the mission of the team because mm-hmm. he cares about us on yeah. like a deeper level than just our supervisor. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's extremely important for a supervisor to invest in their team and to just be intentional with that and to walk alongside the problems and mm-hmm. the the good times, the hard times and ask how they're doing and really listen. And mm-hmm. so I think that both Ben and Ross are great at doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that you can fake. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, because that's right. Yeah. People can spot a fake. Yeah. And it has to be intentional. It has to be real and authentic. Anything other than that, it will cause problems. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's a hard thing to kind of manipulate. Yeah. It's it's gotta be in you. You Mm -hmm. gotta it's gotta be your heart's desire. Yeah. So yeah, I get Mm -hmm. what you're saying. So Ben, talk to us a little bit more. What would you say are some of the most important ways that the supervisor needs to be an example to the ones that they lead? Yeah. I think first and foremost you have to live out your faith in front of those that you are supervising. They have to know that you have an intimate relationship with Jesus, Mm -hmm. and that is the most important thing about you. Mm -hmm. And that sounds cliche, but that is so important, especially for those of us that work in the ministry. If Rebecca doubts my salvation, that's a problem. (laughs) And if I put myself in situations where I'm constantly blowing up in anger or she sees me do something that's unethical, right. she's going to have trouble following my leadership. Mm-hmm. And so what I have to do is to, in many ways, make sure that I am following closely to Christ mm-hmm. so that those that I am leading will mm-hmm. follow me as I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. And so that first and foremost mm-hmm. is so important. But then also just being willing to show them the love and the care that I have for them. I want them to pass on to the people that they're leading. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because I'm hoping that when they are put in leadership positions, that they're going to authentically care for those that they're leading Mm -hmm. as they shepherd them in different ways and different opportunities, that that person will feel loved by the team that we're working with because of the love and the the relationship that we have. They're wanting to pass it on to somebody else. And it all flows out of our relationship with Christ. Yeah. 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 And Rebecca, so what about for you? What are you looking for and who you follow? I know you have the context of Ben and Ross, but just in general, what would you say are some of the most important things for you? If you're going to follow somebody, what do they need to possess that's going to make you want to follow them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I think going off of what Ben said first about making sure they're prioritizing their walk with the Lord. And so that just makes someone a lot easier to follow when you know that their relationship with the Lord is coming before even the job Mm. and working in ministry is it's different than just working in the secular world. Mm -hmm. And so this is my first job working in ministry. And so working for a boss that loves the Lord and puts him first just makes it 100% easier to follow his lead. Mm-hmm. And just practically, Ben is really good about just coming alongside of us and joining us in the work that we're doing, mm-hmm. as well as Ross, of course. And so even just examples of that would just be even getting ready for Bellevue Loves Memphis, which is our biggest project that mm-hmm. we do, basically. And the Christmas store, which is another big project, they are right there with us doing exactly the same thing that we're doing, mm-hmm. helping us with it probably doing more than we're doing, you know, on the day of. And just seeing them alongside of us just makes it a lot easier Mm -hmm. to follow them, knowing that they're not just off in the distance, Mm -hmm. far off where we can't reach them. And they're just giving us the grunt work to go do by ourselves. They're right alongside of us the whole way. And so I think that's really important. And I I would like to say, add on to the supervisors that might be listening, that sounds like a challenge because you're asking, well, why do we have these individuals on our team if we're there doing the work all alongside them? Right. And I want to just be honest and say, I'm not there the whole time. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not there from beginning to end. I may get there at the beginning and stay as long as I can, but I may have to go coach a football game you right. know, or, and have those other responsibilities that may take me away based on my other responsibilities here at the church. But I want them to know that what they're doing is a value to our church and a value to what we're trying to accomplish and the vision that we have. So I'm going to join them in that for as long as I can and try my best to sacrifice so that they can see that I'm willing to lead by example. And so supervisors, when you hear that, don't kick back, lean into it. How can you be a part of what your team is already doing and be willing to sacrifice somewhere else so that your team knows you're fully bought in to what you're asking them to do? Mm -hmm. Wow. It's good stuff right there. It is. So let's change gears here just a little bit. And the training that we did recently, Ben, with you and Ross, the statement was made that it's not the supervisor's role to make the MA happy. It was an easy statement to make. Mm-hmm. You got a lot in it right there. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so the question would be, what's the supervisor's role? If it's not their role to make them happy, then what is the supervisor's role to the ones that they lead? It's to help them to understand the vision of what God's calling them to do. We know the vision of our church mm-hmm. to be a catalyst for spiritual awakening in Memphis and beyond. And for my team, I try to communicate how Bellevue Missions fits into that vision. Mm-hmm. And I have to clearly communicate that And I have to make sure that everything that we do ministry-wise is pointing towards that vision, that purpose. Mm -hmm. And when it starts going offline, I'm the one that has to bring it back. Mm -hmm. And so many times those decisions that we're making that make people unhappy are because I see mission drift or Mm -hmm. I see an opportunity for us to get off the rails and start pursuing something that may be good, but it's not what's best. And so especially if it's somebody that is committed to put time and equity into it, and mm-hmm. then I come in and I say, hey, I think we may be missing it here. Let's readjust. They have a personal attachment to it. And when they have a personal attachment to it, when you try to mm-hmm. tweak it, mm-hmm. emotions start to come up. Sure. And so I have to be careful to always help our team maintain where we're going. And sometimes that's not going to always make everybody happy. But I think in the end, if I'm doing a good enough job explaining why we're doing what we're doing, mm-hmm. then even in those difficult conversations, they're going to understand it. And again, this may be more for supervisors. Yeah. Take time to explain it. Yes. Mm. Don't just say, go do it. But let me tell you why we're making this change mm-hmm. and why we're missing it. Mm-hmm. And then that will allow them to be able to come back and understand that even though they may not like the decision, they're going to be a whole lot more behind it because they're bought into the overall vision of what we're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So Rebecca, then from your perspective, how does that statement land when mm-hmm. you hear, hey, it's not your supervisor's job or their role to make you happy? Mm-hmm. And if I can add a question, would you have received that differently at the beginning of your time as an MA than you do now? Mm-hmm. Well, I think going into any job, there's always going to be some part of it that's not your favorite or Mm -hmm. it's not your ideal task to do. And so I think realizing it as an MA that not everything my supervisor is going to have me do is what I love to do. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, practically, they are my supervisor and I'm the MA. So that's my job is to do what they've asked me to do. But also everything we've set up to this point helps this a lot. Like if Mm -hmm. I have 
a problem with what someone has asked me to do, knowing that I can trust them, knowing that they have my best interest at heart because they've had such an intentional relationship with me Mm -hmm. helps me get through those tasks that I don't love. And just practically for me, I'm on the Bellevue's file for the personalities. I'm a green and a yellow. Mm. So people. Yeah, I like to be (laughs) with people. I would Mm -hmm. love every day to be out with one of the pathways and serving there not working on an Excel document or going to Sam's. And so those aren't necessarily things that bring me so much joy and I (laughs) can't wait to do it, you know, but Ben and Ross are really good at explaining like, okay, you have to do this in order for this to work well, in order for the people who are coming to this event to hear the gospel, like these things have to be done. Mm -hmm. And so remembering why we're doing what we're doing, like Ben just said, does help a lot when I am in those moments of This is a monotonous task that I don't Mm. love to do, but I have to do it, you know, and one, because my supervisor asked me to do it and that's my job. And two, because they know what has to be done in order for whatever it is, the event or Bubbles Memphis, whatever, Mm -hmm. for it to go well. Mm -hmm. And I just have to trust them on Mm -hmm. that. And coming in as an MA, I'll be honest with you, I had like no idea what I was going to be doing. (laughs) And so I say all the time to Ben and Ross, like random things. I never thought I'd be doing this. (laughs) Like I never thought these are conversations we'd be having about how many socks to order for (laughs) whatever project, things like that. And so I think coming in as an MA, as a new MA um, or someone who's been here for a while, just be open to whatever gets asked Mm. of you. Even if it's not your favorite thing, it won't last forever. First of all, like Mm. you'll get the task done eventually. (laughs) Um, And just trust your supervisor that they have your best interest at heart Mm. for whatever the task was. Mm. Yeah. And and something that we really try to to pursue in our office is to listen to the MA and understand what they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And if I can help put them in a position where they're doing something that they're passionate about. When they're doing those monotonous tasks, they're a whole lot more motivated to do those because Mm -hmm. they know they're going to get to do something that they love. For Mm -hmm. example, just with Rebecca recently, she just came to us, Ross and I both, and just said, you know, one of the things that I miss is being able to go on my college campus Mm -hmm. and share the gospel as a part of the view. Mm -hmm. And so Ross and I got together and said, is there a possibility where we could tweak her schedule to allow her that time Mm -hmm. to go do something that fuels her, that she enjoys. That's right. And then she's going to come back and make up those hours some other time. And and that's worked out over the past couple of weeks. She's been able to do that. But I was willing to listen to what she's passionate about and then help make some of that happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think them listening to what I was saying, like really listening and not just listening, but like putting it into place, like Mm -hmm. hearing me say, I miss doing these things. These things are life-giving to me and then helping me do those Mm -hmm. things. And when I was talking to Ross about it, I was like, you know, I can just go once a month or something. He was like, no, I want you to go every week. Mm -hmm. Like I want this to be a weekly thing for you. And just to hear him say that was like, oh, he really cares Mm -hmm. that I get to be able to do this Mm -hmm. thing. And same for Ben. Ben like listened to me say that. And I was like, well, let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to any supervisor, I'd say, just listen to what what people are telling you. Yeah. And, And yeah, in my mind, a two-hour sacrifice is well worth the value that she puts into that mm-hmm. and what she's going to give back to our team because of it. Yeah. It's an investment that we're making that she's getting to do. And plus, she's sharing the gospel. Yeah. Well, absolutely. We want to <laughs> yeah. do that in missions, yeah. right? Yeah. But, absolutely. Yeah, but I would even say in general, too, that's a hard one to argue. Yeah. But there's other ones a lot of times that the mm-hmm. supervisor if they're not careful, probably quickly goes to, well, they just don't want to work or they just right. want to get this done. So a lot of things, listen, you know, you yeah. you hear Rebecca say how valued she felt because she was listened to, they heard her heart's desire in this. Yes, it was for a great thing, 
but just in general, she felt listened to. Well, then that's going to make her do some of the Sam's runs and the other things that are harder because she's genuinely be listened to. And the supervisors can't have this idea of, well, they just don't want to work today or right. they just would rather do that or they think that's more fun than this is or we're going to lose them, whatever. Just trust their heart. They're saying what they're saying and nothing more. Right. They're asking for this and you're right. A lot of times it's going to be kingdom work that's going to advance even your ministry work. Right. That much better. Mm -hmm. All right. We have one more question. This is a bonus question because <laughs> this is the last episode with Ben for this go around. So Ben, I got a question for you. I'll put you on the hot seat mm -hmm. here a little bit. What advice would you give someone who is considering giving up on their intern? So talking to supervisors here, you are a supervisor mm -hmm. and let's just say they have somebody who's really struggled or they're just really not jiving with in some different ways, what advice would you give to a supervisor who's considering giving up on their intern? Yeah, simply put, don't. Mm. You don't have an option to give up. God has placed them underneath your stewardship and for this moment of time. And I would encourage you to really lean in hard and see and pray how God could use you in their life to make a difference and to help grow them. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not connected to the vision and mission that you have and what, what you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Well, what is it that you can do to help bring them along? Maybe they're just don't have the competencies that you need. Well, what are you doing to help developing them in those competencies? Have you just said, well, they just don't, they're that's not right. good at that. We need to find somebody else that's mm -hmm. better. Okay. Yeah. Or can we put them in situations where we can help develop them and yeah. make them stronger in those competencies mm -hmm. and really begin to invest in them mm -hmm. and understanding that, as we steward MAs, how much we give to them and pour into them is probably just as important, if not more important in the kingdom of God, is what they give to us in our ministries. Yeah. Because whether we like it or not, we're raising up leaders, mm -hmm. developing leaders, and we're sending them out all yeah. across the world yeah. and all across this nation. Mm -hmm. And we have to be willing to put the sweat equity to develop them in where they need to be developed mm -hmm. and not just say, well... We got another batch coming in in yeah. May. Right. We'll just get rid of this one as quickly right. as possible. Yeah. That's, right. uh, that's poor stewardship. Mm. That's and right. um, I think that everybody that's on our team right now, no matter where you would rank them, you could be a part of taking them that's further right. in their, mm -hmm. and develop them. That's yeah. right. Such a kingdom perspective there mm -hmm. instead. And you're right. And it doesn't mean that it's going to work out long term for right. everybody. Right. But yes, you you do what you can while you can with what you have. Mm -hmm. And you, you do look at that as a development opportunity mm -hmm. for sure. So, hey, the relationship between the one who is primarily leading and the one who feels like they spend most of their time primarily receiving can either be a difficult or a dynamic relationship. We hope that you want the dynamic relationship. We also hope what you've heard today will help you lead people in such a way that clarity is given and that the working relationship is strengthened. We want to thank you for joining us again, and we look forward to being back with you next week.